0: Welcome back to Hour 9 of Scratch Watch, your only source of the fallow crown sleep-scritches. Hosted by me, the only anchor willing to stay awake in case something interesting happens. I'm joined, as always, by the completely still and lifeless body of Paige Theda Rowe, who just kinda turned himself off. Now he's just sorta of sitting there, like a constant reminder of my ostracization as a social piranha. Sarge sleeps in two-hour intervals he calls snap-shredding, punctuated with wind sprints and the eggiest protein shakes I've ever seen, resulting in wind breaks with the eggiest protein farts I've ever smelled. The break room smells like a beer-battered paper factory with a side of rotting cabbage. Normally I'd be devastated by losing access to my lunch, but somehow I think my egg and ambrosia salad sandwich just isn't going to quite do it for me today. Rusty just kind of left. Regular time at all. Clocked off like the world isn't coming to an end. I can see him now, nestled into that micro-king bed. One time I asked him if he was being self-racist by ordering a king size to be half-length. He talked for six hours about race relations. So, if you're hoping I had an answer for you, too bad. Yeah, 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 Yavo scratched his balls! Chester, 20 points to the withering faker! <laughs> I knew he had balls. Let me tell you, they gotta be some brass ones for him to warp his entire party into the aether wastes of error using the power of dreams. Two sleep toots for Nelly, five points apiece. Gaspar sleeps like the dead. Surprising, given his fresh skin suit and walking papers. Wushaw's been steadily seeping seawater, which is pooling around Halifon, which has in turn drawn crabs, which as you might imagine has drawn gulls, and those are being circled by some kind of giant lizard hawk. I'm not convinced this was an accident on Wushaw's part. Chesty, put up an ass scratch for Hal, and uh, let's call that an in-betweener. It's hard to tell from the angle, but I know that look of satisfaction like I know my own baby. There's no way to tell how long this long rest will be for the fallow crown, but I'm guessing they're pretty well tuckered out.
1: It's so nice. oh. I'm
0: going to take a little fat nap, wake me when Rusty enters the
2: building, and uh, go
0: ahead and throw me on the board. See if I can catch up to his Adora. Show him how pro does it. You wake to the chaos of the ether wastes. In the distance, as in your dream, the tower can be seen as though the intervening space were meaningless. But it is in this place, at the edge of the outer real, that the infinity of error makes itself known. All around you, matter has forgotten the rules that govern it. In risen mounds, thick hedges of forest growth flow like rivers towards the axis. Waters rise uphill before leaping into the sky. Still flames lie in crackling puddles throughout the landscape. And everywhere, life has taken on the abstract. Chimeric forms lurk in shadows cast by no source of light. The sky shimmers with flocks of beaked snakes whose eyes can see for miles. Insects with the faces of men whisper conspiratorially as they construct cathedrals and monuments in your image and honor. All of it, too real to be certain of its impossibility, and just plausible enough not to be a trick of the light. Your camp is strewn with maps, compasses, sextants, and other tools of the cartographer's trade. Some devices seem to defy logic in much the manner of the surrounding landscape. These your mind chooses not to remember, your eyes passing them onto more rational and comforting fare. The crackle and smell of bacon is snatched from a moment of lucidity. You are drawn to a familiar man cooking a breakfast in a large iron skillet. He is a study in earth tones. Hair like volcanic soil streaked with veins of silver tumbles in tight curls over his honey-brown eyes. His chestnut skin silken and dewy in the gentle morning heat. He smiles a lonesome smile and tilts his hungry works onto plates for his unexpected guests. You walk
4: the dreams as I walk the ways.
5: We knew we would meet again soon. I did not.
4: Well, you
5: are who we need now. Am I? We have been tasked with a great undertaking. Hmm. Aren't we all? We would be lost trying to find our way here. We need a cartographer. Where do you go?
4: I hold up the bell where it leads. I make for the inner real. I
0: will be passing by the pale bastion. I suppose I could help you but I think I need something in return. That
5: seems fair. Do you have anything in mind?
0: Tales have spread of a traveller that is capable of ending the blight,
4: freeing them of their curse. Tell me of this blight. Scions who have lost their tenets lose their minds and their bodies to something horrible. It is the way of the scion. But you, I hear, have ended such a curse. I just came to understand these
5: tenets in a new light. One that I control. Then perhaps you can help me. One favor for another seems fair. We are lost here. Of course. Though I do not know of this power to heal you speak, I can
4: always do my best. It is not healing that I am looking for. The ending of the curse. That is all I need. But we can deal with such things later. For now, eat. Rest. You look horrible.
2: Way ahead of you.
0: (laughs) As you sit and break into this repast, you all realize the extreme exhaustion that you feel.
5: We have been through a great deal of things, both physical and emotional. Rest would do us well. I am in no rush. I of us will take open the satchel from the gathering of supplies in Abel and make sure
0: they're distributed. You each receive one potion of supreme healing and you also receive one magical item of your choice that is not an artifact and isn't dickish
1: <laughs> <laughs> no
6: my
0: enchanted dick why don't we go around the table and hear what everybody's gotten so no
7: rods Right, can't be dickish.
8: I'm looking at
7: a movable dick. It's a heck of an
6: item. Talk oh. about a figurine of wondrous power.
7: <laughs> Fuck all the magic items are dicks. <laughs> I'm just gonna go simple.
6: Get some bracers of archery. Nice. I'm gonna hit things. I like it. Also simple and effective. Wusha is going to get a ring of protection in the form of a big fish hook with a sapphire set in the end of it that he just pierces right through his lip.
9: I like it. (laughs) I like it too. Hal got rid of his old Aetheltoan war mud encrusted boots Mm -hmm. and was convinced by everyone else to get a pair of boots of haste, which I think push the limits of dickish, but (laughs) they definitely brush up against it. But since Yavos can cast haste, it's not so much of a big deal. Can
6: we like bring them back down to a reasonable level? Put a curse on them? They're crocs.
9: (laughs) (laughs) I want to know. hear more about this war mud. <laughs> they'd, have, they'd have to be gators of haste, because all, alligators are faster than crocodiles are on land. That's fair. Nah.
1: That
7: well, there's the sport
9: mode on the crocs. <laughs> That's how you activate it. That's so cursed.
8: <laughs> Nellie is back in her embroidered Eudaemon dress and wears her father's blanket around her shoulders like a cloak. But now, she gains power from her father's belongings and transforming the baby blanket into a cloak of protection. Excellent.
5: And Iavos managed to find what just looks like a simple piece of worn-in wood. Nothing ostentatious or glittery. It just looks like a piece of wood that's been handled by many hands for many, many decades. A simple wand of the Warcaster, plus two.
7: (laughs) I like it.
0: Oh, oh, got it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A little (laughs) dickish. And some clarifications. Dana, to clarify the mechanics of the ability that you gained upon being Ayabas' trueborn daughter, is that your Laurel ability can be used as a bonus action to exchange that one free spell you get with any spell he has currently prepared.
8: Oh, okay. That yeah. makes
0: sense. I realized it could have sounded like I was saying you had his entire spell list freely available to you, the sorcerer. And that would just be a ridiculous fucking benefit. No, that thank is, you. in fact, <laughs>
6: what it sounded like.
5: And sadly, you lose l- mirthful leaps. Oh,
0: she can still <laughs> that that. I haven't <laughs> tried it. <laughs> but you, Gaspar, have something new entirely. As you struggle to reconcile the addition of a second soul, you realize you will never truly be whole because the damage that was done is irreparable. However, that second soul is true to your nature. You now have the ability to cast Summon Undead at level 6. It must be in ghostly form and it manifests itself as the Gaspar you once were, a headless spirit of vengeance.
5: Mmm. Gaspar. Gas.
2: <laughs> Ghost. Ghostspar.
0: Gastspar. Oh, that's very good. Yes. As you take in the food and relax, You are all under the influence of a long rest. Feel free to heal soul damage as normal. Gonna. (laughs) The clatters. All right. Everybody ready? Okay. When the time comes to break camp and ready for travel, their cartographer approaches you. Yavos. Why do you travel to the better bastion?
5: I said we've been sent on a very important task by some very powerful entities. And it seems that's where the bell guides me. Hmm. I was told by the Grand Celebrant that this bell could open the
4: gates there. Perhaps that was prophecy enacting itself. I see. I do not know a living soul that has entered and left. There's a good chance that this is a one-way trip. Hmm. Then you have my sympathies. But the road calls.
0: He begins, walking with confidence and surety despite the impossibility of
6: the landscape. Mouth half full of bacon, Wusha
2: swallows and says, You know, been a while since I thought any trip we were taking wasn't a one-way one, especially when it was me concerned. If I can give a window to let you get out, and you need leave me behind, don't think twice about it. My time has already been numbered, and I'm living on what I got in a borrowed clock. That's...
5: Very kind, Wusha, but the task, if we don't complete it, we're still bound to it.
8: I understand. We're not leaving anyone behind. No, if we can help it. You know, I've been thinking, when we get back from this, what if we pool our quin together, buy out our contracts, pay off our sloop, and just go?
0: At this, Yavos checks his bracelet. When you conjure the information for your available quin you see that you have no limit. I don't tell Gaspar. <laughs> <laughs> Mouthful of bacon, my spider sense is tingling. <laughs> at legendary rank, there is no limit to the amount of glory you can spend. However, you are still held to the original rule, wherein you are only allowed one use per turn. I would say use it wisely, but guess it doesn't matter. Use it wildly. You are also limited to only a single combo move per combat. Fair enough. Understandable. Gaspar lifts his wrist, looks at the
7: bracelet, Oh, that's pretty cool, I guess. It's like an unlimited gift card, but
5: it's only to Barnes & Noble.
2: Mm. (laughs) We can buy a boat. We can buy a summer boat.
8: We can buy a guest boat. (laughs) So what do you say? We do this last quest, and then we all get our happy ending. I say I'm a fan of that.
2: I say the waves have been calling that song for a good long time, and I would be damn lucky if I were to have any of you on board.
5: I don't think that we have much future with the League, whether or not we succeed. And, as sad as it is to close a book upon its completion, the joy of opening a new one is a beautiful thing. Yes, the crown
7: should
0: make way for something new to grow. The way back to the outer reel is long, but the time is short. As though hundreds of miles were crossed in a day, it is not until the faint and singular star that somehow blesses even these far lands with light and warmth moves behind the tower, that you begin to realize that time has passed at all. The vertical horizon of the axis twists the light of the setting sun into a kaleidoscope of pinks, violets, and greens, until only two parallel lines remain, reaching up into the sky as it continues upon its bizarre ecliptic. It is then, poetically, that the lichgate can be seen, her great dark wings already spread open to you. The pitted wrought-iron spires once mirror-black now bloom with rust, its marble posts showing the crack and wear of eons. Despite these things, it stands strong and defiant against the world of the living and the enemies of the dead. In the night, your dreams are many and vibrant, but all of them are bisected, a line through the middle, like the spine of a book. When you wake, the cartographer is already dressed, as you make your way to the Lichgate, you note that the field of wildflowers that once bloomed to either side of the grave road have fallowed, in their place dry snarls of withered roots stripped and exposed by the lascivious winds of time. You pass beneath the arch of the gates, and you are overcome with the weariness of the dead. Somewhere within this hollow and hallow place, a grave bearing your name beckons with pale, slender fingers, promising a sleep. "'too great and terrible to resist. "'In the distance, a citadel of bone rises from purple earth "'like a shattered femur bursting through a bruised wound. "'From those towers spills the weep of wounds "'to form the gossamer veil, the only river of the pale bastion. "'She lays down beside the grave road, "'pale waters lapping wearily at her bedside, "'washing silt of bone dust upon the shores, "'fertile with breathless eternity.' There, in time, endless time, sprout the first seedlings of headstones, their shoulders pressing free of the earth's embrace to beckon the dead to their rest. When last we were
5: here, we wept for those who went beyond this place. And now it is we. I would not read the names on these stones if we have the opportunity.
2: I, uh, wish I could walk better with my eyes closed.
5: (laughs) Touch not the water, Wusha.
2: Oh, that weren't a question in my mind. Nelly, will you do me a favor? Of course, Whoosha. Will you lie to me about puppies and flowers and something nice for a change? <laughs> yes. Thank you.
8: Do you remember the puppies on the orchard? <laughs> Those were good dogs. Those were very good dogs. Well I named fifty-seven of them. Please list them all. <laughs> <laughs> and she begins to, taking your hands in hers. Ever along the
0: bedskirts the road twists weaving through the hamlets and thorps of those that came before, whose grey denizens now tend the corpse fields and draw the waters of the Vale, as though so mere a trickle might stave off the grim harvests of the things that slumber beneath the grave dirt. As they move along the path,
5: trepidatiously, Ayavos kneels to pluck a dead flower and lay it across one of the unmarked stones, and as his hand returns, he holds a little pocket of necrotic energy in it which he washes over himself like war paint as he casts false
0: life. Mm, love it. Your eyes betray you and flick to the stone and the name upon it. You do not recognize it, but you did once, from a past life, an old friend, a friend of the family, a childhood sweetheart, someone a boy has long since forgotten. Mausolea honor the sacred dead, Rest stops for haggard pilgrims. Their stone slabs proffer moments of respite. Yet in these places, moments become millennia. And
6: respite, rest eternal. Eyes still tightly shut and following Nellie's lead. Wish I was going to say,
2: Hey, uh, didn't didn't you all mention there were a a celebrant here? Seeing a whole lot of death and not a whole lot of celebration.
5: The celebrant is the one that guides souls from the
2: rest of error to this place.
9: He lies on the other side of the gate.
2: That seems like a really smart decision right now.
9: Taking up a vanguard position for the rest of the group, house drifted to the back and pauses for a second as Iavos lays the flower on the grave. He roots around in his pack and finds his notes from the first time they were on error, flips to the page of the drawing that he made of the Lich Gate when he looked into it, and is taken aback to see that within the gate, there are four figures drawn. A human girl, a robed man, a mammoth bulk, and a shadow. All walking along a dead road.
7: Hal, it seems disrespectful having your friend being carried that way. May it do your kindness? Of course. I'm going to use my feature Tokens of the Departed to turn Ahona's head that has been gently reposed into a circlet of gold. With your permission, may it grant its benefits of advantage on death saving throws and constitution saving throws to Hal.
0: I love that. That is
7: fantastic. If we're going to meet death, we should meet it respectfully.
0: Vast skulls peer over distant hills, their hungry eyes promising peace and purpose within yawning mouths of the rotting titans. It is under the watchful eye of such shattered remains that you come to your journey's end. The bone pillars of the necropolis are yet on the horizon, the second lichgate of gold and basalt, standing sentinel when the chill grips your spine. That place of extinction where even ghosts fear to haunt is not home to the conclave.
4: This is.
0: Time is a sculptor. The winds and rivers its tools. Centuries of patient labor have carved a natural amphitheater of stone and soil. Upon each terrace, crypts, graves, and tombs tower above you. The only sound, the gentle lapping of the river, that separates you from the crescent of the conclave. Then, the rattle of bones and grinding of stone, as coffin lids displace and clatter. The dead have risen. Skeletal forms crawl from the earth. Rotted whites rise from restless sleep. Ghouls step away from their grave meals to peer out from their warrens. Hundreds of the dead wear porcelain masks to hide their envious sneers. Silence fall as the High Council takes their seats. Upon the highest terrace, a vast shattered skull bears five thrones, In four of them wraiths clad in black armor. At their center, a weary king wears an iron crown.
4: We are the nameless and restless dead, The dread conclave welcomes you, scion of death. What did you call me? Only what we know you to be, the scion of death, the bringer of the end, the gift. Sleep for the restless, a gift of peace. Alvos looks to his allies,
2: looks to his daughter. Is this a trick? I don't know. I'm still scared to look. Please, blessed child,
4: take unto yourself the blessings of the dead. Place your weapons along with the bell within the river. Just me? All of you. Those who travel with you are blessed too. We have a task that we must finish, and these tools are that which we'll do it with. So great is your task. And this shall aid you in it.
2: Look back to the group. Well, uh, my spear's done killed me before, so... I'm not sure how much more, you know, death-soaked it can get, but I'm willing to try.
5: Ayavos pulls the plowshare off of his back and buries it to the hilt in the soft soil below the
0: river to see what happens. As you do, necrotic energy crawls into it. The king raises his hand and gestures toward it as a symbol of the skeptic manifests itself on the blade. Oh, shit. I was going to put the skeptic's dagger in there. It's all going <laughs> The plowshare now deals an additional 1d6 soul wound damage.
5: Does that work with spiritual weapon as I use it in? I
6: will say yes. It's really its only purpose in life. Um, <laughs> wish I was going to open his eyes slowly and look at the water and take storm tusk and gently lower it in without getting his fingers wet.
0: The gold tarnishes like brass. And again,
6: with a gesture, the skeptic symbol appears using my ghostly chains. I'm going to pull it back out of the water. One by one, you place the tools of your
0: bloody trade in the river and from them, you draw weapons designed to kill a god.
2: <sighs> Hal, you're
6: gonna need this. Trying to keep it from him for a long time now, Wusha has pulled the chivalric edge from his bag and hands it, handle first, to Hal.
9: Didn't expect to see this again. Well, honor thy liege in valor and faith and I plunge the blade into the water.
5: And lastly, Iavos takes the Bell of the Thirdborn and
0: submerges it into the river all the way up to his wrist. It begins to ring through the river, every inch of the water emanating a deep and resonant hum. When you draw it, it seems no different, but the energy that courses through it is overwhelming. You now have the ability Call to Order. When channeling divinity to turn undead, you may force all creatures that fail to follow a single directive on their next turn, as though under the effect of dominate monster or person. After their turn, they proceed as though they were still under the effect of turn undead. Hell yeah. That's a good bell. That's good. So overtaken were you by the power of the bell, you had only barely noticed that your hand was the color of flesh. That's weird. Mm Meat papa. I'm all gray, but my,
4: my stinky fingers... Your purpose is clear. Yours is the blade that will bring the end. And we welcome it. We have waited long for the arrival of he who is kissed by death. And now you are here to free us. But you call me the scion of death. And it feels untrue
5: in my mouth. What else could you be? I do feel a connection to the end of things. But where you see death, I see sleep and a chance to dream.
4: No, no. You are the scion of the one true death. He who was the last god to fall. He who hails from the withering acre, the blessed lands which surround the tower. He can deliver us from the real, acting as conduit for the god of death. He must, for all of our sake. There is one at the
5: Acre that has this power, but I know them as a sibling, as a loved and forgotten figure, not a mirror of myself. So we shall see,
4: kings of death. You must do this. You must remain here as our conduit, that we may end this place and bring peace to all. It was spoken by the Last God. We have long waited for the end for our eternal rest, and you must give it to us. We seek the Darkwood. That is our charge. I do not know your Darkwood, but I do know that you must do these things for us. You cannot be allowed to leave. What is this true death you speak of? Our bodies rot, scions unable to fall, servants of the last true God. This world decays around us, We give peace to those who cannot find it, but the end will never come. So long as this world exists, it must be ended, and you must end it.
2: Uh, Yavos, we can't be staying here. (laughs) We got, I, I know there's five chairs and all, but we got work to do elsewhere. I agree with you, Usha,
5: And while the bell guided me here, I hold no allegiance to these creatures. I sympathize with their need for an end. But I came
4: here for another purpose. And it seems they wish to stop us from achieving that. It is not you who must serve us in allegiance. It is us who serve you. We will give you everything you desire. Conjure whatever material needs and wealth you need. We simply require that you remain and give us the gift.
9: We can't. Our war is elsewhere. And it's not yet won.
4: All wars end in the face of the true death.
7: And you say you will serve Iavos, but who is this last true god that you speak of? Is it Iavos?
4: No. We believe he is Sion to the one true god. The god of death. He who is last to fall.
5: You have waited so long for this true death. If I am bound to return here and bring it to you and stay,
4: can it not wait until we are done with our journey? We foresee that your journey ends in your demise, and this is not something we are prepared to tolerate.
8: You can't possibly ask my father to stay here.
4: We are not asking. At this, the ground begins to shake. From it, hands arise.
0: Two great titans, carven... dead flesh crawl from the earth. The four knights of the conclave step forward and draw
4: their blades as the army of the dead closes in.
5: Fellow crown has come face to face with the dread council of the Pale Bastion, a conclave of the Undying, whose purposes are as grim as they are mysterious.
0: Thion of the True Death.
5: That's heavy. I'm not so certain. These crumbling corpses don't strike me as being terribly in the know as regards to the nature of error. It astonishes me to imagine a populace with so little interest in a plane so rich with mystery. And yet these error brights, errorists, errorians are content to dwell in a constant state of uncertainty. It's important to remember that planes without mass cry tech have limited options for the transmission of news and other data. More so on a plane such as Error, where even the relatively common phenomena of arcane magic are extraordinarily rare. It worries me to imagine that the Crown either cannot find or cannot rely on any answers that they manage to mine from the stone walls of errory demeanor. God, you guys are dull. Dirk, get up! Be funny. Did I get him? Where's my score? 110 to 115. Isadora pulled ahead at the last second with a real sheet flapper just as you were slipping into stage four. It was
0: quite the nail biter. Damn. Good for him, though. It's not every day that a young upstart has a chance at a 1v1 with the pro. Good game. Good game. I need electrolytes. I know our boys impress this baby girl are level 20, but a lich is a tough fight in the best of times. And this cat's sporting the whole armada. Actually, Sarge, an armada is... A fleet of ships, not an army. I know. It's a figure of speech, bud. Not everybody needs you to tell them how the world is. <laughs> Holy <laughs> sh**. All right, new scoreboard for sick burns.
5: <clears throat>
0: let's, uh, let's just
5: get back to the fight.
0: <laughs> You'd like that, wouldn't you? God damn the clapback. You got one from the Sass Master. Enough. Yes, sir.
5: Lucky for you, it's time for my break. All of this torturing can work up quite an appetite. But with my busy schedule, I don't have time for regular shopping or meal prep. That's why I'm glad I use Factor. Fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted meals ready in two minutes and delivered straight to my door. 35 weekly options and over 60 add-ons to keep things interesting. You, you're a thin one. You'd probably like their calorie-smart options. Me, I'm building muscle, so I love their protein-plus options. (laughs) Yes, you're right. The scheduling flexibility is amazing. If I want to change for as much or as little as I need week to week, it's fast premium options with no cooking required.
1: <laughs>
5: of course, I have a deal for you. Head to factormeals.com/theleague50 and use code THELEAGUE50 to get 50% off. That's code THELEAGUE50 at factormeals.com/theleague50 to get 50% off. A deal that can't be beat. And speaking of being beaten, it's time to get back to work.
3: As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. shopify.com slash realm. Item number
5: 36786. And while it lasts, we have 50 of these left in stock, and they are moving fast. Four payments of 99 drafts this is the Corsair Supreme Sword Collection. This comes with 14 swords. 14 swords. And four bonus daggers. I never seen so many swords all at once before. You get the 14 swords ranging from small, sneaky, one-handed to the Corsair Supreme two-handed Exterminator X. And they all come with sheaths made right here in Leone. Those are some nice sheaths, Ted. But if you call in the next 10 minutes, we'll include the Cursed War Axe of Carvast, which we can't show here on screen. Take the soul right out of your kids, whammo. But believe me, it is a sight to behold. Here is an artist's rendition. Now this is the Cursed War Axe of Carvast, part of his 18-piece Corsair Supreme collection, all for just four payments of $99. Let's take a collar. Collar, you're on the scry. Uh, Hey, guys, I just got the Corsair swords, and I want to say there's definitely 14 of them. Uh, I didn't get the cursed axe. gave that to my father-in-law. Yeah, I bet you did. (laughs) (laughs) And I know it sounds crazy, but I can carry all of them. Uh, I get a few on my back, three on each hip, and the bonus daggers in my boots, a couple strapped to my legs. I tell you, boys, folks at the tavern sure gave me a look. (laughs) But I felt great. Dang, that is a fashion statement. Again, this is item 36789, here on the Merchant Shopping Network, taking all calls. We only have 44 units left. Merchant Shopping Network. It's 3am, and your gold isn't gonna spend itself. Hail, you cuties! I almost forgot to record this mid-roll today, but thankfully my brain starts working around 1 a.m. The episodes are getting heavy with hot drama and juicy with epic combat, so I'll keep it short. We want your support. We need your support. It feels so, so good. And it also makes the show possible to produce that includes following us and tagging us on social media telling friends and family and of course joining the Patreon for all of the ever-changing rewards that await you there if you're on the Patreon and you feel like you're missing some rewards or something isn't right you can always reach out to us on the Discord or the company email and we will fix it as soon as we can we want to make sure you're getting your money's worth on top of just supporting this show Our current legendary mid-roll teams are the Titans Rise, the Twilight Concord, the Forgotten Legacy, and this week's featured team, the Ceaseless Horde, with Dave Mladenoff, Daniel Pickens-Jones, Patch Berryman, and Jeff Ammons. To get a personal message read on the show or for possible advertising opportunities, reach out to admin at slapdashstudios.com. If you need to ship us anything, it's 2511 Southeast Pine Street, Portland, Oregon 97214. No homemade food, but please... Follow us on YouTube for new episodes of the LUQ, streamed and hosted by Dana on Monday Nights, and ongoing Pokémon stuff that me and Zach do whenever we have time. This weekend is Zach's Wedding, followed by Rose City Comic Con, so we hope to see some faces there at one or both of these events. We will be hungover, and it will be a ton of fun. So wish us luck, and if you haven't yet, shoot Zach a congratulations. But that's enough out of me, let's get you back to the Battle axes. Are you a practitioner of the arcane arts who's never been on a quest or faced any kind of real danger? Why, I wanna go on a quest, but everything outside is so big and scary. There's a chance you just aren't cut out for the life of action and adventure, due to the limitations that nature and the gods gave you. Golly,
9: I hope it's not
5: contagious. Ha! No, dum-dum, just unfortunate. Well, I'm here to tell you that there's no shame in being a stay-at-home wizard. Well, everyone knows the eight old-fashioned working-man schools of magic. Conjuration for make-em-ups, necromancy for wake-em-ups, evocation for blow-em-ups, abjuration for cover-em-ups, transmutation for change-em-ups, enchantment for grease-em-ups, divination for check-em-outs, and illusion for fake-em-outs. But did you know that there's a ninth school of magic? One that's perfect for the softer folk, the milk brains and the twinkle toes. Why, it's domesticancy, the magic for stay-at-home wizards. Can't wash the dishes without summoning some mage gloves? Need to clean the kitchen surfaces? Try a counter spell. Keep drinks icy cold with a refreshing frost touch. And keep your floors and front yard clear of debris with some good old-fashioned disintegration. Wowee, you mean I can be a real wizard too? I mean, maybe. Sure, I don't know. Let's say yes. That'll shut her up. Ask your husband, brother, or paternal figure to call for you today and ask about Domesticancy, the magic for stay-at-home wizards.
8: Oh shit, a map. They're (laughs) taped together. This is a bad sign. This is
5: the fucking sickest
6: shit. This is pretty cool. What the fuck? We have
0: a double map. Set up by Bree. Double map. It's so cool. Wrigley's double map. There is a giant skull at the top and the skeleton of the being that it presumably came from just splayed out. It looks so fucking great. If you've ever thought about getting on the Patreon, now is the time to see this bastard. That's the true. Contrast is yeah. real nice. I know how too. long she spent on this and it was an impressive piece of work. It's so fucking cool. To make this easier, I'm going to keep it close to me. Mm-hmm. He, here is the lich.
6: Ooh. Ooh. What's going on with his head. I love it.
9: He's got Loki horns.
6: Hell yeah.
9: He's high key alarming. Here are the death knights. Ooh. I just realized this means we're fighting a Lich and four Death Knights. Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> Bring this
6: the is, fuck on. This
9: is a high CR encounter, I'll Hell tell yeah, you what. Here are the devourers. Oh no. Oh,
6: big guys. No. That one's a chunky lad. That one's his small girthy brother. <laughs> That's his freshly born son.
8: <laughs> my child, never talk to me or my son again. <laughs>
5: my bone child.
2: <laughs> the
9: unfruit of
2: my unloins.
9: Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm looking at this going, what the? Are we playing Warhammer?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is only one creature here who has HP, that is the Lich. The others all work on minion rules, with one exception it only happens with soul damage. The ghouls take one hit. The others take three. They also have the ability
9: to aid each other. And you'll see what that means later. I hope we don't, actually. (laughs) Uh, I hope we win so decisively that they never have an opportunity to aid each other at all. Damn right.
6: I cast
2: ghoul away. (laughs) Ghoul away. Ghoul away.
0: Roll for initiative. Yep, there it is.
9: Point. All right. Michael, what is the initiative order? At the top of the round, we'll have the lair action, followed by Penny, then Gaspar, Iavos, then Wusha, both at 14, the Death Knight, then how, then the Lich, Ghouls, and Devourers all back-to-back at the very end. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. Beautiful. Did I miss anything? I think you're good. All right. You missed the part where we survived this.
6: <laughs> <laughs> we gotta deal with the bad chunk. Just to
9: clarify how this works,
0: the Death Knights... And the Devourers have multiple hit Soul Wound minion rules. The Ghouls have normal minion rules. And the Lich simply has HP. Simply. Mm-hmm. It will be very simple.
8: I remember when things had normal HP. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and therefore, with that said, we're going to go ahead and
9: get started with... At the top's the lair action. He is not going to take a lair action for various reasons. After the lair action is Penny at 26. Fast! So fast. Those hooves were holding you back. They were. <laughs> like, once you get used to all
8: the little short bones, <laughs> feet, man.
5: The flip flap
8: of them grippers are speeding you up. <laughs> 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 the jokes on them. I know Papa's greatest spell. Blah, 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 blasts. <laughs> all of you are blah,
9: blah, 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 blast that's awesome. I was going to cast Bless. Hooray, daughter. <laughs> I thought you said Blast. I thought you were casting Magic mm-hmm. Missile. <laughs> I need more to practice at denunciating
8: it. And then I will give Bardic Inspiration to Iavos. Beautiful. Mm-hmm.
5: So that's what it feels like to be blessed. This is great. <laughs> Hashtag blessed.
9: Mm-hmm. B-L-E-S-T. Does that conclude your turn, Dana? Yes. Sorry. After Dana, legendary action. Beautiful. He also takes no legendary action. Cool. All right, that makes it Gaspar at 22. So, Gaspar
7: will draw the Skeptic's dagger. Crom will appear from the shadows, catching it. In the blink of an eye, they are both phantoms, running as if there were catwalks and ledges over the water of death. Mm. They will then, like trapeze artists, begin acrobatically moving just above the ghouls. We both can fly. <laughs>
0: Can you go incorporeal, throw a weapon, move, and summon at once? I can, as a flourish,
7: drop something in my hand Mm -hmm. or drop something. I can, as an action, summon undead. Okay. I can then, as a bonus action, turn into a phantom. Okay. We can then both use our move actions to go towards the devourer. Other than that, Krom still has an action, so. With a somersault, Gaspar catches Krom's feet, who then, like a pendulum, swings with blade out towards one of these ghouls. Marvelous. That is going to be an 18, I believe. Okay. That definitely hits the ghoul. That is going to do... Doesn't matter, they're minions. Doesn't matter, they're (laughs) minions. That is going to do a fatal amount of damage. Fair enough. Uh, Please
0: remove the ghoul. Just set it aside. And that is our turn. I like it. That is the legendary action, which he will take. Does a 23 hit your ghost's AC? 23 will hit. Beautiful. He is going to take 21 damage as a spear of frost manifests itself in the air and seems to almost solidify the spirit energy. And then it crumbles out of his body. Chrom is still hovering. Beautiful. That's going to bring us to
5: Iavos. Does the water in front of us look too deep to wade? It
0: does. You would have to have a swim speed.
5: Gotcha. It changes my plan very minorly. One thing is for certain, with his bonus action, Iavos pulls the plowshare off of his back, humming with the energy of the skeptic's crest, and releases it into the air to do its violent will
1: Mm.
5: towards the group of ghoulies. So, I can summon it up to 20 feet away and then it can move 20. So, it's going to end just adjacent to this ombre. So, flying out with the spirit of warfare, the spiritual weapon is going to strike into that front ghoul. I like it. That is a 25. That will hit. Neato burrito. That is 19 force damage and 4 soul wound damage. It's a minion. So, lay you down to sleep, little baby. And. With my action, having realized that I cannot ford this river on my own two spindly legs and trying to make things easier for my allies, I'm going to target the land that I can see in front of us right near the middle of the map, which seems to be the only stable kind of platform before we get towards the big bosses on their thrones. And I am going to manifest uh, an ethereal key, turn a door, and open an arcane gate. Love that. Ooh. These two D6s will represent where you can enter and exit the Arcane Gate as part
2: of your movement. I was going to swim. <laughs> I was going to get my nipples wet. I was going to cast Water Walk. <laughs> there you Ooh. go.
5: You've summoned me here and given me an ultimatum and told my friends they cannot leave. If you wish for a final death, we will bring it to you.
0: Mm. Yes, please. Very good. And that ends my toin. Crom takes another 20 as another lance of frost rips through him. Damn, Douglas. Damn, Douglas. Still hovering. Turns out 20th level cantrips are pretty fucking good. <laughs> oh, they
6: are.
7: Put on my boy. <laughs>
6: uh whoosh. Alright. Whoosh. looks very carefully at the land before him and all the dead things splayed out around it.
2: Casper had to go and walk among them, didn't he?
6: Oh well. Wuxia is going to bust out one of his non-magic spears and arc his arm behind him as far as he can go and throw it way up into the air. As he does, he brings clouds and lightning around it to strike the spear and split it into thousands of tiny fragments. I'm going to cast Conjure Volley. I am casting a spell for what it's worth.
0: Beautiful.
6: You are way too far away
0: to counter anyway.
6: Sick. (laughs) 60 feet. This spell... Has a forty-foot radius. Beautiful, looking huge. So I can place it to hit everything except the Devourer on Queen's West, Gaspar, Old Gaspar, Crom, and that ghoul at Queen's North Northwest. Excellent. Yeah. So you're hitting these as well. Yes. Okay. Beautiful. All of them have to make me a Dexterity saving throw, DC 16. The lich succeeds.
0: One of the Death Knights fails. Another Death Knight fails. Another one succeeds. Another one fails. (laughs) Two pass, two fail. One Devourer fails. And I'm going to roll the others as
6: a group. Go ahead. They all succeed. Excellent. They all still take half damage. That's okay. From a whopping, 33 damage to those who failed, 16 to those who passed. Excellent. Well, because it isn't soul damage, the
0: Devourer and the Death Knights don't mind. That's fair. And when the Lich takes his damage, one of the Death Knights is going to use their reaction to interpose, and he is going to take the damage instead.
6: What an asshole. Which nullifies
0: it. All right, that's understandable. Uh, but
6: pretty much all the ghouls die. That's kind of what I was hoping Even for. if they didn't have minion rules, they'd still be dead. Get fucked, nerds. <laughs> After the rain of needles clears and Wusha sees what's left standing, he says, Well, better get in there. <laughs> He's going to run through the Arcane Gate and out the other side. I like it busting up both of his spears as he goes.
5: When you step into the arcane gate for a brief moment while you're in that space, it looks like you're looking out of Iavos'
0: eyes like windows.
1: Mm.
6: On the other side, Wuxia turns around and looks to Iavos
2: and says, that was weird!
0: <laughs> Krom takes 24 damage as another
7: lance of ice shoots through him. Oh yeah, it was aiming for Gaspar and Krom took the bullet for him. <laughs> Krom is down. Krom is down? Excellent.
9: He does not fade. He simply stays there. All right. Well, that's 60 damage you didn't have to take, so... Right. No kidding. After that legendary action, it is your turn with the Death Knights. I like it. I don't. Me no likey. The two Death Knights on the flank immediately take action,
0: moving with extreme focus and clarity. They close the distance between themselves and Wuxia, at which point both of them raise their hands... As a ball of black fire manifests. Uh oh. <laughs> they hurl both of them at the people across the river. Mm. I would like Penny, Yavos, and Halifon
9: to all roll me a dexterity saving throw.
8: Is this a spell?
9: No. Uh you do have plus two from Hal's Aura on your deck saves. Thank you.
8: You're also blessed. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> we could be blessed.
1: <laughs> yeah?
7: I don't
5: think joy. I don't think I've ever heard Law make that sound before. <laughs> I don't think I ever thought I would say I almost got a twenty-eight on his dexterity saving throw. Ah, Damn,
9: ah. dirty twenty. Beautiful, filthy. I roll a natural twenty for a total of twenty-four. Excellent, yes, twenty-four. Sick. Well, that's fantastic. You are still going to
0: take thirty-five fire damage and thirty-five necrotic damage. Uh, that's already have.
1: Uh, All
5: right. Good start. So we take a total of 70? Uh, yes. Uh, as a reaction, I'm going to cast Absorb Elements on fire. I like that. And while I take the full damage, the membranous armor is going to attune to necrotic damage.
9: I like that.
8: I'm going to make my concentration check.
9: <laughs> you do have plus two for my aura.
8: And I'm blessed.
9: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's going to help. But. <laughs> DC's what, 17? It's two checks of 17.
7: Oh,
8: okay. Oh, I have to do it twice, huh? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My first save was 30. My second save was 18. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
8: uh, you're warm. no longer Ooh. blessed, everyone. No, that's you succeeded. You succeeded. 17 was your oh, DC. Oh, shit. You're
6: yeah. so, you fucking sliced that bread. I don't know what it means, but you did it. Uh huh. And you're blessed.
9: Yay. <laughs> yeah, my aura kept you afloat there. <laughs> Thank you. I needed it. I was really wondering how many of you were going to get across the river before before that happened. I rolled a nine for
0: my initiative. That's after making the save. Yeah. That would have just killed me. I was never worried about y'all succeeding or failing the save. Yeah. I just knew it was going to do a lot. <laughs> Blessedly, they can only do it once a day. Unfortunately, there's two more of them. Huh. Yeah. Good. Those guys. The other two death knights are not going to take an action. At least not one you can see.
9: And that makes it. After the Death Knight, since the Lich is out of legendary actions, we jump straight to Hal. As an action, Hal's going to turn around, look at Iavos, and say, I can't protect you over here. You're going to have to get to the other side if you want any help from us. I lay a hand on you. The, The Eye of Inquiry on Hal's chest opens with golden light, and Hal casts Death Ward on you, Iavos. Cool. And then Hal sort of does a spin maneuver into the Arcane Gate as he draws Patrimony. And stepping out on the other side, I will charge the devourer that is next to Gaspar. Excellent. But that's an action. And as a bonus action, I rage. <laughs> that ends my turn and makes it the lich. And the devourers? The devourers are at the very bottom. <sighs> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. They're, they, they rolled a three. They're dead last.
0: The lich almost indifferently gestures as a globe of invulnerability manifests itself around it and its two allies. Mm. Bollocks.
2: That's cheating, that is.
4: Please, you have no idea what you are doing. Simply remain here. Let us end this.
9: Well, yeah, it's worked for me this far in life, you shit. <laughs> After the lich is the ghoul, because there's one not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rooting for him. The ghoul turns and attacks Gaspar.
0: The frontline ghoul.
6: He misses horribly as his <laughs> claws clatter against the leather armor. Are we doing that? A uh, fucking new Mario Party playthrough where you have to try to make the NPC win, and the NPC is that ghoul. Cool? Yeah,
9: <laughs> nobody touched that precious boy. <laughs> After the ghoul is the devourers at the end of the round. Good to know. I hate that. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure I didn't have that wrong. The
0: devourer reaches forward and grabs the ethereal form of Krom and pushes it down deep into the gnashing maw. Immediately, you can feel the soul being dissolved. It is a pain unlike anything you have ever imagined, and Crom, in his semi-corporeal state, awakens screaming. Half of your soul is about to be destroyed. Good God! That gashy Nasher just housed Krom's soul like he was Sarge at the deviled egg platter.
5: I cannot imagine the consequences of having one soul consumed in the maw of a devourer. But if the Crown cannot free Krom, Gaspar may suffer a
0: fate worse than death. It's not like he's a dog with some tinfoil in his with neither. The FC's gotta KO this FOB and cut him free, and I'm not sure they got the turn economy for it.
9: You're not
5: wrong. At this level of play, it's a numbers game. And frankly, the Fallow Crown doesn't
0: have the actions to spare. I'm sorry, did I walk into a stable? When did y'all become such naysayers? This is the Fallow Crown we're talking about. They've been through worse scrapes than this. Besides, I've never known Gaspar to need help cutting open anybody.
5: True enough, but even if Krom is freed, the damage output of these Death Knights is considerable. And with the Lich throwing a bubble of invulnerability, things have gotten complicated. I don't want to be crass or anything, but how exciting is it to see a proper lich? Oh my god, they've been ages. I'll admit, I'm way into it. Right? A freaking lich? So cool. So classic. And with an undead horde no less. Freaking Death Knight Gods.
0: That kind of CR can really brown a lackey's khakis. But I don't think we're gonna see any trouser spoilage today. These heroes have clenched back the chocolate chowder through thicker throngs than this. They're souped up and stewing with might and magic. And with the combined divine power of the family Isadora, these late risers are as good as gazpacho. Apparently, I'm craving soup. Mikey, head down to the ladle wagon and get me a quart of hot brown. Things are about to get heavy.
6: Oh, (laughs) <laughs> Jesus! Get fucking devoured, oh, nerd! Oh,
5: devour! <laughs>
9: he just got that. He's still paying it off. Him eat Johnny eats Soul World. Hungry, hungry, helpless.
8: This, uh, this is not looking
9: hungry, hungry, helpless. This, this battle map is <laughs> a
8: fucking
5: chaos incarnate. Right?
7: Come now. on, God! I'm so ready. First guest bar's a snack. Now I'm
9: soul food.
1: Mm.
9: <laughs> you got to figure out how to get your soul out of that belly, my boy. We've killed we've killed seven things, and I don't think our position on this map looks any better than it did. We yeah, Technically, no. we've dealt seven damage this <laughs> time. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
6: That's true. It's Zach, a lot of
9: setup, a lot of setup. And Zach, we've uh, taken 210.
6: I did try to make things easy on you and get rid of all those pesky little ghouls.
9: Thank you. No, that was great. Yeah.
8: <laughs> if I could just not get hit by another dire ball, that would be great. D-
1: dire ball. Actually, 270.
8: 270
9: damage we've taken. The devil's dodge ball. <laughs> yeah,
8: those
5: Ooh, hit fucking boy.
9: hard. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go, let's go around the table. Let's let's hear some fave
0: moans. I mean, admittedly, there wasn't that much, but, you know. Let's see. Hmm. I like all the dipping. The dipping? Oh, I yeah.
7: was going
6: to say the dipping. How dare you do that immediately again?
7: Of the skeptic salsa? The, yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit of dipping into the skeptic salsa. Right, it's kind of ironic that's being used against them almost immediately. Oh yeah, it's it's just great. Take a dunk in yeah. that goalie water. I we were a little rushed for time. I wish we milked it just a bit. Mm-hmm. But walk into Bone Citadel, dip the weapons, kill gods. <laughs> what
6: more can you ask for? It's Everything you've <laughs> ever wanted. All I've ever wanted. Nice and concise. I really liked. Penny's, Nellie's idea for what to do after everything is over. Just get in a fucking car and drive. Just get in the <laughs> boat and go. Get in the boat. We're going shopping.
5: A long vacation
9: to not Danger
8: Town. <laughs> we can uh, retire after this. We are the danger.
9: I think my favorite was the reveal that Iavos might be the scion of death. At least that's what they're saying. That's That's the story they're waving. That's what they think. That's pretty cool. I I thought death carried a scythe, not a claymore. But you know what? Death can do what it wants.
8: (laughs) Scythe on of death. Look, it's not the planetoid I would choose to live on. But if if my father is here, then.
5: I mean, death also isn't known of taking his scythe and just letting it fly around and do shit.
9: (laughs) He should be.
8: Yeah, It's probably a good thing that we didn't have an extended dipping scene because all I could think was like murder. She wrote (laughs) dunk the cool staff in there my favorite part though was that we got to see the cartographer again Mm -hmm. Um, i took mine because i like his voice yeah fuck you law
1: i just like
5: the cartographer good character good guy i mean i as a human that like story appreciates difficult choice shit but also it's like i just met you guys like (laughs) you telling me something that feels wrong in my heart and saying we got to stay here forever Mm -hmm. it's a big ask i don't even know you
8: Nobody tells us where to live.
5: Buy me a drink first. I I empathize deeply with your need to sleep, but
0: let me ease into it. Fair enough. My favorite moment was my writing, so fuck all you.
8: (laughs) I felt felt real good about that stuff. Hell yeah, dude. I, I would say the design of this encounter, because it's very... Rich, but also I'm not going to say that until we survive it. So fuck you.
9: <laughs> also, Zach said he didn't have any special mechanics for this one. So saying the design of this encounter is particularly good means you're like, oh yeah, vanilla combat is great, Zach. <laughs> I
0: really, I really was like, all right, what can I do to just be like, just D D, y'all? Like these are <laughs> standard <laughs> encounters. Admittedly, really hard D and D. Sure.
5: Yeah. No, I was early in the episode, so I'd almost forgotten to mention it. But they're the first description of when we got here with the fucking face bees talking shit, and oh, it was really
8: good descriptions. Face <laughs> <These> bees talking. <laughs> <laughs> look it's it's not it's not a purely vanilla encounter though no, the, uh, the minion stuff is just like the, the sheer number of stuff, but the thing is uh, I, I have in the past vocally been uh, you know kind of mid on on the idea of soul damage, but this is where it got interesting because requiring soul damage for all the big baddies means I can't hit them with spells. Otherwise, I would be fireball bombing this entire. Battle I map. felt
0: very good about that. I was like, "What can I do to make it so that you do have to hit these enemies more than once and not just deal damage?"
8: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm actually glad that you took out the minions, whoosh, because uh, that that was actually what I was originally going to do. But now it looks like I'm going to be healing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
8: It's all right. I got another plan for us. This is going to stop being
6: vanilla when we cover it in our body chocolate. There you go.
8: <laughs> Why?
1: <laughs> Why that, do you do is this? That
6: blood or poop? It's- yes. Soap.
0: (laughs) Anyway, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Thank you, Sam Hediger, the editor for editing it. It is it is a weird one. We keep doing these weird ones where we're like, oh, shit, we have to re-record this thing because somebody messed something up or it's like, oh, crap, can I add a thing? And then we go back and do it. And it is just it is a mess. So I love you, Sam. Thank you so much. Bree, this is easily one of my favorite maps you've ever done, if so not my number one. It's very cool. It's, day, it's, very so cool. it's cool. spooky. I she, can't see the map. There's too many enemies. <laughs> she fucking nailed it, and she did it in so little time. Like, we're talking, like, like I think a week total. And, and, like, we're talking, like, a few hours a day. This is this is a wild speed.
6: God damn.
0: Yeah. She's really amazingly good. If you want a commissioner, you should just go ahead and reach out to her on Instagram, uh, at GoldenStylus. You can also find her, uh, just go to goldenstylist.com and it should redirect to her Patreon. Thank you all so much. Again, I'm really, really excited for this chapter. I'm really excited to see what happens next. And until it happens, we wish you luck.